Welcome to Virtual Student Experiences, where we inspire students to aspire. For more information, please check out our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to VC Season 3. Today's webinar will be focused on art. If you guys are new to our program, Virtual Student Experiences is a pro bono initiative spearheaded for students by students. And we at Virtual Student Experiences want to be the inspiration for aspiration. Our goal is to give students around the world an opportunity to hear from professionals in their career industry of interest in a friendly and casual setting. And if you're a student that knows what you want to do in the future, we at VC want to encourage, allow, and connect you with professionals. And through VC, students are given the chance to decide if their career choice fits their personality, skills, and overall interests. Through VC, you'll be able to hear from a wide variety of guests from a wide variety of seniority levels. And to find out more information and to sign up to be notified about other webinars, you can visit our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. And just real quickly, introducing our core team of volunteers, we have Beckett, Gabby, Jonathan, Coco, Tommy, and Audrey. And our very special guest today is the trilingual Brooke McGowan, who obtained a BS in physics from the Art Institute of Chicago, Simons Rock College, she is an extremely experienced artist and founder of the Radical Art Initiative, which started after the economic collapse of 2008. And in addition to that, in addition to the many individual paintings that she has produced, Ms. McGowan has also created a book called The Water Drinkers, full of her art. Most recently, she has been employed at Flow Art as a painter in New York City and Northern California. We're very privileged to have you today. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ms. McGowan. Thank you so much for having me. It's a great honor. Awesome. So just to start, can you tell us from, from your perspective what art is and how you got into that field? Art is a means of expressing yourself and of identifying and communicating your feelings, which can keep us healthy and can keep us connected to ourselves, especially in difficult times. If you're going through problems yourself, art can also be very therapeutic, is to express yourself and to put your feelings into a form that everyone can understand. You have the feeling that, okay, I'm not alone. I can speak to people, people can understand me. And another thing that's important about art from my point of view is that art should be beautiful because beauty is a way of opening these channels to other people's souls, I don't know if that's a good word, but to their feelings or to their experience, when they see art, they can be touched personally. And that's uh, the function of beauty. Beauty speaks to people and it appeals to people. So it can be a means of transporting your feelings and sometimes the themes of art are not always positive. Art can also have negative connotations or can have negative themes. But beauty is the aspect that creates uh, a road to the other person that they want to look at it, even if it's maybe a difficult theme or a difficult topic. Mm, that's really great. Thank you so much for that. And how did you personally get into art? Where was your discovery of, wow, I really want to get into this? I think it started very, very early 
because as a child, I would draw for hours on end and I was almost a, a compulsion. I would sit and make things and glue things out of paper and draw and paint. And it just made me feel so happy and feel like this is exactly what I want to do. Simple. <laughs> awesome. And is that where you sit, would possibly say that that's where your passion began for art? Oh yeah, my passion was very early. I just enjoyed it so much. And my parents were happy because it kept me out of trouble. So they would give me materials and I would just sit and make things and draw things. And that would just keep me totally busy and totally happy. That's really great. And then um, when you were actually getting to art as a career, were there any steps or requirements that you had to meet? Oh, definitely. I think it's very important to learn how to draw from life because it, it doesn't matter what kind of art you're planning to do. If you want to do abstract art, you still have to study the forms in life and in reality to begin to assess how forms work together, how forms create a composition. I think the first thing you have to learn is just drawing, even though that sounds basic. Just draw and draw and draw and draw until you get really good, <laughs> if, if you can. <laughs> awesome. And then in terms of education, how what role does, has your education played into your success? And how important is it to go to a top name school or get really, really good grades in school? Well, it depends on your plans for your art career. For me personally, I have to say at this point that I dropped out of art school because I was not finding exactly what I was looking for. Uh, they were not teaching exactly what I wanted to learn. So I decided to just drop out of school and, and study on my own, which is what I did. But um, the other path would be to go to a, a really well-known art school, which has a lot of advantages because first of all, if you graduate from a school like that, uh, you'll have a lot of opportunities with galleries because they're going to be looking at the graduating class and looking at the work. And so you'll have a lot more exposure. Then the other thing that great advantage of going to an art school is just getting to know the other artists, the teachers, and building up your network so that by the time you graduate, you already know galleries, artists, you have like an artist friends group and that would be the optimal way to do it of course you'd have to be able to probably pay for the art school which is sometimes not an option for some people who just decide to be an artist and maybe not have uh, a wealthy background to, to fall back on but mm, that should not let it dissuade you if you're determined to be an artist you can do it whatever so Take your chance. If you decide to be an artist, go for it. That's really great. And then there was, you also mentioned a point on uh, the network that you build when you actually do go to an art school. But as someone uh -huh. who didn't quite finish art school, can you speak to the importance of, of your networking experiences? And that's kind of difficult for me because um, I am not a great networker. And I think Maybe that's one of the reasons I became an artist because I like to speak through my art and I'm a little shy. I'm not really a great talker. I'm 
just like to paint. That's what I do well. So my networking did not work out that well, to be honest. But what did work out well is getting my online portfolio, getting my website. That was very important. And um, I have other uh, online portfolios going. So anyone who wants to see my work can easily find me which is nice and using all the social media that's been very, very helpful. And of course, I have a lot of artist friends in New York, but uh, I don't know, we're not really an artist group. It's strange because artists do not support each other the way you would hope that they do. There's a lot of competition. So just because one of your friends gets a gallery does not necessarily mean they're going to invite you to participate in the next group show. It's kind of, I would say, would not say cutthroat, but it's not really a group that you can depend on, at least not me. Maybe I didn't have the best experiences and I love my artist friends. I really love them. We have a lot of fun. We used to, I used to live in New York. Now I moved, but you know, we used to sit and, talk and drink and whatever I mean that's that's a, a lot of support too you know you can show your work you can talk about your work but I don't know really about how effective artist friends are in getting you into the gallery although a lot of artists have said that's exactly how they got into a gallery one of their friends recommended them so I think that it's definitely a way it just was not that effective for me but that doesn't mean that it can't be effective for someone else. I'm sure that there are also artists, friends who will recommend you to a gallery and that's actually the way to go. Hmm. Interesting. So I guess um, that's pretty interesting. So you're, the network that you build can um, also help you to move forward in your career. Yeah, sort of. I would say it can help you in your personal development of your art because that's what's really important in the long run, mm -hmm. is not to see if you get a gallery or if you sell your art. That's actually not the main goal of an artist. That sounds a little strange, but the main goal has always got to be your personal development as an artist and, and the progress that you make in expressing yourself and in finding your own language, finding your own medium and your own method. To, to be more optimal in your self-expression. That's got to be your goal. And it's not going to be, how can I get rich quick? Although many artists do have that goal. I mean, if you have that goal, then you're going to have a different path. Then you're going to go to Yale Art School. You know, that's what you're going to do. And you're going to see what's, what's on the market and what are other artists doing and maybe try to, do something similar to that because you know there's a market for this a lot of artists do that and they have success so that would be a goal directly to how can I market my art before you even start painting you're already thinking about how you can sell your paintings now for me that way did not work at all because my expression is so personal and in the end I cannot depend on if people want to buy it or not if they want to buy it okay that's fine but that's not exactly what I'm trying to do I'm not trying to sell my art I'm trying to make it so beautiful that it touches people's hearts which is a different sort of goal I guess maybe it's the same maybe it's the same it, it, it should be the same I think the art market at the moment is a little bit 
skewed towards uh, a certain group of people who are um, that the, the galleries can be sure that this art will be successful and will be sold. So I think it's a little bit skewed toward um, art that is not a risk. So if you're doing risky art, you may have problems finding a gallery in this art market. Hmm, interesting. That can change. Yeah. And then I guess going back to the education a little bit, can you speak about some of the most important lessons that you took away from education and um, how that helped you in your art career? Yes. I think the most important thing is to draw from life. And uh, life drawing classes is just one thing that I got at the Academy in Vienna, which was really amazing. Um, we just drew for like four or five hours every evening. And we had about 10 models. So you could take different aspects of the model. You could walk around, you could see. It's not the same to draw from photos because if you draw from photos, you're only getting one angle. Whereas if you draw from a model, if you can't see something or if you'd like to turn it a little bit, sometimes you'd like to get various spatial representations condensed into one image. So you're going to be like walking around and you can see it from different sides. I think that's the most important thing to do is draw from life. Life drawing, go there every day. Never miss a class, never miss an opportunity. Drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> So you don't get tired because it can be very exhausting. It's a marathon, really, to draw, you know, for four or five hours without stopping. But it's great. So I guess it's like a practice. It's like a sport. I mean, if you're going to become a like a do some sport, you're going to be out there practicing four or five hours a day, whether it's tennis or, or football or whatever. Yeah, it's I mean, a sport. I, I see it as a sport, really. Yeah, that sounds kind of. In kind of almost intense. And I guess yes. a follow-up question to that would be, what's the kind of mindset that an artist or painter has to have? I would say very open. And you also have to be able to criticize yourself without insulting yourself. You have to be able to take your own criticism without giving up and being discouraged. You have to say, whoa, okay, that painting, I don't like it. Let's go back to start, you know, white over it, boom, clean slate. And, and don't let that daunt you because it's a, a process of finding something that you're looking for and you don't know what it is when you start. So you try this, you try that, you go back and forth. But I think to be self-critical is one of the most important aspects. Because if you think, oh, you do something and then, oh, well, that's okay, it might be good enough, that's not gonna help you at all. You've gotta say, oh, that might be good enough, but no, it actually isn't. Let me tear that down, let me tear up those drawings, you know, and just take a new piece of paper, start all over. It's a process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And then I guess, can you speak about your time as being a painter for really over a decade and uh, your process of iteration and discovering your personal art style? 
Thank you. I'd like to answer that question, actually. I've been trying to maneuver between abstraction and figuration because when you look at art history, you see that figuration took up many centuries of the artist's efforts and endeavors. Then there was a break and suddenly everyone was painting abstract, abstract expressionism, cubism, everything got abstracter and abstracter. And now I think the time has come for a synthesis where we're going to try to fuse these two opposites, uh, figuration and abstraction, and develop a painting that is abstract in the sense that the composition is wild and the paint is flowing and it's everything that you would expect from an abstract painting and then have that painting be a representation of a scene, a figurative scene. So that's what I'm trying to do in my painting, basically. Very interesting. Huh. So you're taking like how art has evolved over history, historical times, and then bringing it into your art style in sort of, sort of a hybrid. Yes, exactly. Awesome. That's what I'm trying to do. But I think a lot of artists are actually trying to do that right now because we have all of the tools of expressionism, of, of uh, abstract painting on the one hand, and now we can use these tools to create something new, which would be a figurative abstract painting. I just think it's like on the menu for painting right now. Okay, cool. And then um, when you were composing your book, were those all, can you tell us about that and how you created all of the individual pieces for that book? Actually, I wrote the book before I did the drawings. Um, the book is um, about future and about um, a vision of a society that's not based on money, but instead based on cooperation and caring about each other. So it's a story about this couple who runs away from their, it's called Fortress World. It's in the future. So Fortress World is over here. And over here, you have like starving poor masses of people. It's a very critical book, but it's supposed to be sort of lighthearted. I don't know. And then they run away to these group of people called the water drinkers who live in a collective kind of situation, support each other, love each other, and they like it so much there and they want to stay. So that's the basis of the story. And then I did the drawings actually by, <laughs> I, I would pour wine, red wine, <laughs> onto the page, then drop ink into that, and then use this figuration, this abstract figuration, to create the scene that I was trying to, that I was trying to illustrate from the book. So that's how I did those drawings. Oh, very interesting and cool sounding process. Um, but I know you mentioned that you personally are trying to take the um, the historical piece, the historical pieces from history, and then just make a hybrid. But in art as a whole, where do you see that going in the next decade or so? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> do it. 
try. If you like it, it's good. If you don't like it, don't be afraid to throw it right in the garbage and start over. That's all that I can say. We don't know where anything's going. Does anyone know? Yeah, nope. All you know is that you see something and suddenly you say, wow, that, that could be something. It could. I'm curious, how has art changed during the pandemic times, if it has at all? You mean for me personally? Mm-hmm. Or generally? More for you. Well, it hasn't changed that much for me since art is something that you do alone. You sit in your studio and you paint. So, the same, no difference whatsoever. I sit in my studio and paint, just like I did before the pandemic. And then, what can, can I say? Yeah. I was painting some. I was painting some pictures of the of the virus, though. Oh. I, I painted the virus as the, like this monster. And these people with these masks starting to run away. <laughs> so it has uh, influenced my, my themes, definitely. Interesting. And then in painting, what, what would you say are your top three skills that you use? Okay, the first skill is drawing, as we already talked about. The second skill is to know everything there is to know about color. So you have to know about warm and cold colors. You have to know everything about how to mix colors. You have to know what, how the colors act together, how they react together. You have to know everything there is to know about complementary colors. And that's something you don't learn in a book. You only learn by putting the colors next to each other and then seeing how it's an experiential kind of learning. You put the colors down and then you see what happens and then you change one, make it a little colder. And what basically happens is uh, one complementary color picks out the its complementary color in the color ne next to it. I mean, this is a little complicated now. I don't know if we want to go into such detail, but um, so you can activate a color, for example, let's say you had uh, ultramarine blue. That's a color that is um, a warm blue. So if you wanted to activate the purple in that blue, which of course doesn't exist really, but you would activate the warm aspects of it, you could put like a, a green yellow next to it. So this green yellow would be calling for purple. And then the eye would need to find the purple in the ultramarine blue where there is none. So these are all things you have to know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long, long process really. And a process that takes many years. I think you can't become a really good painter that quickly, but maybe you can. I don't know exactly. It's taken me many, many years to really find out. And the third thing you have to know, um, wow many things. Drawing, color, composition, how to get a dynamic composition. So we don't, this is my opinion again, we don't want a static composition, which would be like a, in the Renaissance, you would have these frontal, very classical kind of a composition. 
And I think that the new painting needs more of a, a rhythmical composition, like music, more like a jazz piece or something. <laughs> it's hard to Just describe. something that flows more. Yes, exactly. Yeah, something that will bring your eye in and let your eye wander back and forth around so you can really enjoy, so you can just get into the painting. Awesome. And then um, second to last question, do you have any words of inspiration for aspiring artists? Oh, yes. Follow your heart. You know what's good. You just have to be totally honest with yourself. And don't let anyone tell you, you know, what's good and what's not good. You know what's good. Just be really honest and critical. And don't be afraid to start over, tear up everything. You can even, you know, just start, for example, what I do, if I don't know what to do in my painting, I take clay and I start working with clay. And that gives me a different dimension, a different view of the, I do the same theme that I'm working on, but I do it in three dimensions. So that helps me do the clay, and then I get inspiration for my painting and also knowledge. There's also knowledge about the spatial, the spatial, what's the word I'm looking for? Relationships of the elements to each other that define the figure. Hmm. Is that too technical? No, that, that's really great. Thank you so much for that. And then just last question, do you have any suggestions for courses or clubs that students should um, take in high school or college? And then what is the typical path that a successful artist might take? Yeah, that's a big question. What do you mean by successful? Are you talking about an artist who sells their art? Or are you talking about an artist who succeeds in finding their voice? It is yeah. not necessarily yeah. the same thing. <laughs> so yeah. I would I think, think more in, in finding their voice um, because success most, most definitely is different for everyone. Very true, very true. And of course, we hope that if you do find your voice that other people will recognize it. I mean, that's what you hope, that if you bring something really new and really in authentic to the table, it will be recognized and appreciated. But you also have to be ready for the case that it may not be. You have to be ready for it and you have to be ready for people. Actually, it's very hard because you have to really be ready for rejection. You send your work to a gallery, they don't respond. You know, you apply for this grant, you don't get it. It's, it can be very discouraging. But if you're getting your joy from your art itself, then that is not really a big deal for you because you know, okay, I'm making progress. My art is getting better. I love it. I'm happy. And if this gallery doesn't want me, okay, well, that's their problem. That's the way that you've got to see it. You can't be discouraged if they reject you because you do have to deal with a lot of rejection. That's really great. And then... <laughs> you think so? <laughs> for... That's really great advice. 
Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you've got to know that before you start. You know, you're going to be dealing with rejection and you've got to just get through it. You know, obviously you can listen to people who are giving you good advice if they say, why don't you, you know, make your paintings bigger or something. It's not like you should never take advice from anyone. But still, you just have to follow your heart and you have to be willing to do that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, did you have any suggestions as to the classes or clubs that students to join? I think that science is a really good basis. I studied science myself, and that helped me a lot to understand the, the fluid dynamics. Now, this is specific to my style because I let the painting flow. So the fluid dynamics of the painting is, is actually depends on the laws of physics. So that was very helpful for me. But I think that any intellectual thing that you do, whether it's reading, poetry, or playing chess, or anything can contribute to your thinking process when you learn how to analyze something. You learn how to create a form or to create a, create a way of seeing things. I think any kind of intellectual process is good. Math is also very good. I actually tutor math in my free time to, to make money. So that also helps me doing math is also great. Sometimes it's good to do something else that's not art. Music, for example. I mean, I listen to music day and night. I love jazz. How about you? Um, like melodic songs and stuff that's not pop because pop tends to have this, this one consistent beat. Um, so some, some, some pop songs are good, but typically songs that have different rhythms and different vocals are nice. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for answering those questions. I think that's just about all the questions I have for you. I really appreciate the time that you took to come and share your advice here with students here today. Um, yeah. I hope I didn't dissuade anyone from becoming an artist. Definitely become an artist. Even if you don't know what you're getting into, you won't regret it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it.